Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NFL DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined as I am every week by my co-host here, Mr. Mike LaFemina. And we are going to break down a uh, week six slate for you guys here on a Friday night. It is before Sunday, obviously, so we're a couple days out, Mike, and obviously we always tell people, you know, it, it's a primer. Things are sure to change between now and then. I know there's a couple of uh, big, you know, pieces of injury news that we're waiting for here. So uh, if you guys need to have that updated, you know, head into the Discord, get the NFL Fantasy Pass. I'm sorry, get the DFS Pass, and we'll go ahead and hook you guys up with uh, all the answers there. Uh, it's just five bucks a month. But how you feel about the slate in general, my friend? And, uh, you know, maybe you want to walk us through some of those guys we are looking out for on the injury front. Sure. I feel pretty good about this slate. Much much better than last week. Uh, last week, mm-hmm. it was, it was <laughs> yeah, there was just a lot of variables going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, Zach Moss goes out and smashes the Titans D, <laughs> run D. So it was just, it was just a weird week. Um, I'll tell you, I enjoyed that. I think it's in the experts league. I actually have him and I, I just didn't take him out of my starting lineup for whatever reason. And he ended up, yeah, I think he had 33 points for me. So I'll, I'll take it all, all day, but yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> couldn't have guessed that one, but yeah, <laughs> no, um, it was a tough, yeah, I was telling you before he came on, it was a tough slate, you know, before uh, I was looking at my uh, entries from last week before we got on and I won as much money as I put in basically. So I, I broke even, uh, I think I lost a couple of bucks. So it is what it is. Uh, we move on, and uh, there's quite a bit of stuff here I like on this slate, my friend. I think, you know, there's some interesting games here. Um, I definitely want to talk about one, and I wonder why. I'm a big Bears fan, obviously. <laughs> We've got the Bears and the Vikings. I want to talk about that one for sure. But uh, let's start with the positions here. QB, who are you looking at, Mike? Uh, you know, spend-ups, uh, cheap guys, anyone that kind of catches your eye? Yeah, um, I'm going back to my roots this week, spending down, uh, especially – in cash game, but a lot of these guys are uh, tournament viable as well. So, like a a Matthew Stafford is perfectly fine, a Gardner Minshew is perfectly fine. But the guy who is a glaring misprice to me is your boy that you've been touting the past couple of weeks in Joe Burrow <laughs> at sixty three hundred. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know um, it's tough yeah. to say whether fully back or not but Mm -hmm. for that price um going against seattle's defense which is not you know the old the legion of boom of old you know (laughs) they got lit up by andy dalton only a few weeks ago so you know that's where i'm going on cash i'm pretty yeah and and i even you know i'm playing a single entry gpp here and i've already Mm -hmm. got a a lineup made and i've got burrow in there as well i just think Mm -hmm. it's um, the pricing, it's difficult to pass up on him. Every time I tried to find some other person to slide in there, I was like, but then that, why don't I just go with Joe Burrow? <laughs> so it's right. like, you know, uh, and then of course, you know, I, I'm going to pair him up with a wide receiver, which we'll talk about in a minute here. But yeah, I think, you know, those are the names you mentioned. Uh, gave them some some consideration here. I didn't didn't love, uh, no, not in love with Minshew. One thing I think is interesting here that I'm actually doing on FanDuel, uh, just because the pricing for Burrow is a little, he's 7,500 there it's, as opposed to 6,300 on DraftKings. But, um, but I'm looking at Zach Wilson on FanDuel, and I'm looking at him here at DraftKings as well, 4,900. I mean, look, you know, I, a lot of people are picking the Jets to beat the the Eagles, and I'm not gonna like poo-poo that. I think it's possible, honestly. 
Um, I think Garrett Wilson, you know, being on that roster helps Zach Wilson tremendously in a situation like this. And um, I, I don't think that they could, you know, I, I think they could really hook up and, and, and you know, do some some damage there. So if you want to like deep pivot there from the field, I really don't think a lot of people are going to have Zach Wilson. Um, but I, I think he is an interesting guy at 4,900 on DraftKings to look at. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd rather just pay the extra hundred for Minshew myself, but I, yeah. I, you know, I get your reasoning there. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is pretty interesting. He, he's going to come with some ownership, uh, but you know, that game in particular is pretty interesting. I think, especially from a tournament perspective. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, let's move on here to, and of course, you know, any of these spin up guys, I mean, you know, um, let's talk about Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins. I mean, I, I really do think that's going to be, uh, an offensive game. I'm betting the over. I think it's at 43.5. I believe I got it at. And um, I really do think there's a good chance that goes over. So I do think that if you want to spend up at, at your quarterback, I mean, you're looking at Jalen Hurts, uh, Tua, Justin Fields, and, and Kirk Cousins as the top four quarterbacks here. And none of those guys really, honestly, let me honest with you, Matt, Mike, you know, they, they don't really uh, inspire confidence in me. I mean, not 100% confidence. So, you know, Samba Holmes out there. I mean, Hurts, maybe, the one, but it, the Jets are a tough defense, man, so I don't know. Any of those guys worth it to you uh, in cash or tournaments? Probably not in cash. Uh, like, there's just too many un- lower-priced guys that are perfectly viable, and there's skill guys that I want to spend up that I'm not willing to sacrifice paying up for Jalen Hurts for in this particular matchup. From a tournament perspective, I think two is always interesting, especially because it's Carolina, yeah. When <laughs> when when they hit, uh, I've said this before, we like Miami, they hit big, right? Um, and we usually know where it's going. It's it's Tyreek, it's it's Jalen Waddle, it's maybe some running backs sprinkled in. So Two is always a tournament option for me, regardless of of matchup. And this happens to be a particularly juicy matchup. And his ownership is like he might be like the fourth or fifth highest guy. So, you know, he's just expensive, which is going to turn some people off. But certainly the ceilings there for sure. Yeah, so I think you know, all told, I mean, at the QB position, I just I land on Burrow. Like, I, there's just too many too many times I do that. That I just, especially for you know, since I'm playing single entries, I'm not trying to to max any of these out. I did that last week and, and missed on Fanduel, unfortunately. But uh, you know, just a single entry, I think I'm gonna go with the safe route with Burrow there. Um, okay, running back, let's move on though. And you were just talking about Tua, so I, I wanted to kind of jump over here because I think it's a good transition. Um, the reason I'm not playing Tua in my tournament here is because I am absolutely ro- uh, rostering uh, Raheem Ostert. And, I mean, no, no H- HAM, uh, you know, no Devon HAM there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Salvin Ahmed's going to be there. Maybe, I, I don't I haven't heard the latest on Jeff Wilson. I don't think he's healthy yet, but he's the only uh, guy. I saw him, he was there, doubtful. Right? doubtful. So, yeah. I don't think Looks like think he's still listed. Him. Yeah, he's still yeah. listed on the IR. So, so Mostert's the last guy there in Carolina. I think it's, you know, they jump out to an early lead, uh, mm-hmm. run the ball through him. I mean, I, I see no doubt. I, I, this has got to be a smash play, right? Yeah, uh, he's gonna be in my cash lineup for sure. Yeah. There's, but there's a plethora of you know viable running back options this week, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of you're gonna have to figure out what fits your roster construction best and what your 
cup of tea is really David Montgomery, even though he's the second most yeah. priced up running back. Uh, he, you could argue he should still be five to $800 more expensive given the, the role he's going to have. I know we didn't know for sure whether Gibbs was going to play or not this week. It's yeah. looking like he's not going to, but at this point, who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah he's true. just, he owns that role and volume is king in the NFL, especially at the running back position. Yeah. You know, Tampa's probably not the best matchup, but we're getting kind of matchup proof here with Montgomery, which I did not have on my bingo card by week six. I thought he, <laughs> like, I thought he was a great, you know, uh, season long pick in round yeah. eight, nine, yeah. where he was going. Yeah. Uh, but I certainly didn't see this type of dominance coming from him. Yeah. Uh, ETN is certainly a great option given another volume play going against a indie team that is certainly can be run on josh jacobs another bell cow going against what i thought was a good new england defense but just hasn't (laughs) you know they've had some injuries but i don't know it's it's just not good there right now (laughs) yeah nothing's nothing's going well there yeah um Um, i mean the return of kyron well i'm sorry to cut you off but uh the return of you know, Kyron Williams at 6,500 going against a much more favorable matchup this week against Arizona. He still did fine last week against arguably the toughest matchup for running backs in the league going against Philadelphia. So, you know, there's six guys, you know, right there that are viable and will be played. So, yeah. Now, let me ask you the the glaring question here, though, because you didn't touch on it, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And obviously, you know, I'm th- I'm, t- I'm thinking tournament, not cash at all. Um, Amari DiMercato, uh, you know, big name on the on the waiver wire here. I know he's listed on the depth chart behind Keontae uh, Ingram, yeah. and you know that gives us some pause there. But I mean, are you, are you playing either of those guys? I mean, you know, it's supposed to be a high scoring game theoretically a good you know environment for touchdowns at the goal line so are you of those guys yet on your radar at all uh, even gpps yeah uh i would play de mercado in mm. in tournaments for sure uh saw a clip of a conference press conference today with uh gannon really talking de mercado up uh really praising his ability for pass blocking yeah. and it's something that he's picked up on really quickly that some guys take one, two, three years to pick up and he's had no issues with that. Uh, I I think he's got a lot of confidence in him. We've seen him start to eat into John, uh, uh, James Connors roles. I call almost call him John Connor, James (laughs) Connors (laughs) uh, role the past couple of weeks in what was, was one of the best, you know, roles in the league. He's, Mercado started working his way in there and we have evidence that Ingram is just not a good NFL player from right. <laughs> previous time. So yeah. Um, Mercado is definitely worth a, worth a dice roll in tournaments for me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not tripping the Ingram thing. Uh, like you said, I, I think um, D Mercado is the guy to, to have there. Um, I would not get um, Ingram in my lineups, but I would get some Mercado, and that's again in, in GPPs. Um, one other guy I'm thinking about, and, and this is my big pivot here. Um, I'm hoping from the field. Otherwise, I'm going pretty chalky this week. But um, Deontay Form, uh, Deontay Foreman, sorry uh, for the Bears. 
obviously, again, most situations, I'm kind of like, I'm taking Mostert and Foreman on my on my roster right now. Just two of the guys are just the last guys standing in their respective teams that can actually play the position. And, um, you know, maybe that's not true of Mostert. Uh, he's still got all, uh, on, on it there, but um, but basically true. But anyways, Foreman is, is definitely on my radar here. Again, you know, Chicago, Minnesota, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think, obviously, Justin Fields, is going to be the de facto RB1. I really don't think there's a, a question about that. But if it's going to be a high-scoring game, I still think there's going to be goal-line touches there for Foreman. And, you know, he proved he can get uh, get the ball in from the goal line, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, just a season ago. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a, a decent play here. Again, tournaments only wouldn't do that in cash. But uh, he's about 500 less than Mercado, So I'm hoping... I'm getting super, uh, you know, this is a super pivot because, you know, I think Dean Mercado is a nice pivot, but I think there's going to be even less ownership on Foreman. I hope, I hope that's, uh, you concur with me on that there. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I wish the news about um, Rochon Johnson being out was announced Sunday morning. Hmm. I think we may see some, he may, he, Foreman's a candidate to kind of get steamed up as the weekend goes on, just as mm, mm. people have that same I'm line of the of game, thinking. What I say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chuba Hubbard in that same range uh-huh. yeah. is is talking about a guy with not much. He's got you know Blackshear behind him. So, mm. um, and Frank Reich has already come out and said he has no problem giving uh, Hubbard a majority of the work now what that work will look like, you know, are they going to be down 21, nothing in the blink of an eye against Miami? That's certainly a possibility. Uh, but given the amount of volume he may see Hubbard should be on your radar as well. Yeah. And I had him in there. He's a little bit too expensive for what I want to do elsewhere, but uh, I'll probably tell you this several more times. So like I said, you guys, if you don't have the DFS pass, go get it. It's five bucks a month. Um, I mean, I made this lineup in probably about an hour. Um, it's obviously not going to be my final lineup. I've got a whole day to sit on this, to think about it some more, to you know, absorb more information, talk to my good friend Mike here, talk to uh, you know other brilliant people that I know uh, in the DFS space, and uh, just just go get that pass. You want to be talking to people about this stuff as we get up there because things will definitely change. Um, all right, let's move on though to wide receivers here, and uh, I think this is this is an interesting week for wide receivers. I mean, obviously. Um, let's not bury the lead here. Justin Jefferson placed on the IR, missing the next four weeks. I've talked about that game already, so let's just start there, and I'm going to go ahead and just give you one of my plays. And, uh, you know, I you can go with Jordan Addison, uh, but I, I'm going to go with K.J. Osborne, the cheaper option. I do think he, he plays more of that position uh, that Justin Jefferson, you know, uh, was in. Uh, he's going to, you know, cover more of those spots on the field. So I, I feel like it's Osborne at 4,400 for me. But, again, like I said, I think Addison's also good. And, I mean, we'll get to tight ends eventually, but let's just mention it now. Obviously, Hawkinson is going to be very involved in that offense as well. And that offense is not going anywhere. Just because they lost Justin Jefferson, they're still going to be a high-scoring offense. That's one thing that I'm kind of bucking the trend on, you know, uh, with this points total over uh, bet of mine. Because I do think uh, just their defenses are terrible. (laughs) That's one thing. (laughs) And the Bears have been scoring better. So if the Bears do make a game out of this, I I just think there's a very easy way for this to go over. So uh, talk to me about... My, my my game of the week, I guess, here. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, obviously, Addison has the first round draft capital. They, yeah. They're they invested in him. I just, I 
I just don't know what it's what it's going to look like. My my gut tells me that it's it may just be Hawkinson time and fire him up. Um, like I know technically Osborne is taking over the X role that Jefferson had right. in the offense, but I obviously don't think that's going to translate exactly to the same amount of targets that Jefferson would command. Um, Usually when we see a replacement in wide receivers, it's, it doesn't work the same way as running backs, right? Because running backs, uh, you know, we we see Miles Sanders go down up, plug in Chupa Hubbard, and you really don't see too much of a difference. Yeah. There's no real handcuffs in right. wide receivers. Yeah. Wide receiver is a different game. That's a that's a talent based thing. Um, obviously, KJ Osborne is not Justin Jefferson, or never will be Justin Jefferson. He's serviceable. He's been he's been good when given the opportunity. Um, we'll just see. I, I agree that Minnesota is going to be their defense is terrible. They're still one of the most pass happy teams in the league. And there's going to be opportunity. I just, I don't have a super great gauge on where all those targets are going. Obviously, Addison's going to get some. Osborne's going to get some. Hawkinson's going to get some. It's just, yeah, and I figuring I, out where the, where they're all going. Yeah, I think I calculated it out. I think it was like um, Justin Jefferson was getting like 10.3 or 10.4 or something like that targets a game. So that's you know additional 10 to 11 targets to divvy up among basically three guys. And like you said, we, we really don't know. Um, what I do know is that, you know, they his workloads, they're all three of their workloads is probably going to increase. That's what I do know, because like you said, it's a pass at the offense. I really don't see them running all over the bears. The bears are on a terrible uh, run defense. They're, they're an okay uh, run defense. So, um, so I really do think, you know, like I said, those three guys um, think you have to consider them. And with Osborne being 4,400, I mean, he just, he was the one that stuck out to me, but um, but yeah, we can talk about some other guys here and move on. Who are some other wide receivers that you're uh, excited about this week? I am not making the same mistake <laughs> I made last week, and I am playing Jamar Chase at this <laughs> yeah. price. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I like I don't even care if T Higgins ends up playing because yeah. I've seen enough yeah. games of T Higgins I know, I know I'm getting of <laughs> being ruled in and then putting up zero. Uh, I think it's happened three times where it's, you know, it's, it's been a movie I've seen too many times. I'm not, I'm not falling for it. Even if he (laughs) does play and he's fully healthy, um, you know, I just, they, Seattle has the rookie Witherspoon, but you know, come on, man. It's, you know, this may yeah. be reaction, me being reactionary to what happened no. last week. No, I, you know, I don't expect a 50 point yeah. performance from Chase, but I, I still nice. think he's too cheap. <laughs> it, it would be, it would be. He's too cheap. Uh, he's he's an easy block for cash games for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, tournaments, like you could make the argument if you want to fade him based on ownership alone. I get that. Um, I'd rather just. I'd rather just click them and yeah. get different elsewhere. If I mean, if I'm going Burrow, I, I mean, I pretty much have right. to So yes. you know, I've I've got them both here. Um, I'm bringing it back with you know a Seattle um, Seahawks wide receiver because I, I do think that's a winning strategy. 
uh, in GPPs, it can be. Um, just increases your, your you know, seeing a little bit if that game ends up being a high-scoring game. So I'm running it back with DK Metcalf. Um, obviously, Tyler Lockett, 5,700 also. I just thought, you know, I thought actually these guys were both kind of priced a little cheaper than I, I would have expected them to be. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I think Metcalf and Lockett are both definitely out there. Um, I guess maybe some JSN if you want to get super froggy, but uh, I'm not feeling that necessarily. So, um, so yeah, I think this is a, a the Seattle game and Bengals game is where I'm getting my wide receivers. I do have a guy here, my flex that I'll talk about uh, a little bit later, but um, but yeah, then with, with Osborne right now is what I'm rocking with in my, my actual wide receiver spots. And um, are there any other guys that kind of stuck out to you, you know, uh, as you're looking up and down here that uh, maybe just soft pricing or uh, looks like a deal or, or, you know, just super cheap um, options, anything like that? More of a mid price option, but the return of Christian Kirk, especially Zay Jones looking like he's going to be out again, putting him in that wide receiver two role in one of the better passing attacks in the league. You know, we saw Christian Kirk fade to dust in week one, but ever since then it's been, it's been good for him. Um, So in a pretty good matchup against Indy. So that's I'm at 5,400. He's going to be popular. So I caution putting him and chase in a lineup together. If you're, if you're doing a tournament, but for cash games, that's perfectly viable. You know, we've seen, like I mentioned, the return of Kurt, uh, 11 catches, 110 yards in week two, four for 54 and a score in week three, eight for 84 in, in week four, and last week, six for 78. So for 54, that's that's too cheap. Um, some lower price guys that I have some interest in in that same game. Josh Downs, uh, we saw him, the rookie slot uh, receiver for Indianapolis in the one week that Gardner Minshew did start, which was at Baltimore, I believe that was week three. Uh, He had 12 targets. You know, Gardner Minshew's a more established thrower of the ball. Mm -hmm. And I think he, you know, he's one of the best, if not the best backups in the league. And he has no problem throw in the rock around the yard. So uh, <laughs> downs downs for me is certainly viable at 4,100. Pittman burned me last week and I'm so upset about it because I did, I had him pretty much everywhere. And uh, I think that's really why I lost a lot, but that's okay. I still love you, Pittman. I think, um, no, I think, I think it's a good call there um, with downs. Uh, he is definitely getting a lot of targets there. Um, so one other wide receiver I do have here and I've got my flex spot right now. Uh, and, and this game also intrigued me. I think this will probably be the game I'll highlight at the end here because we should have some time. Um, but the Lions and the Buccaneers. And I am, I just, I, Chris Godwin, his name's just been screaming to me yeah. for the last three weeks. And I know they had a bye week last week. So, you know, the last game they played in this game. And seven red zone targets. Hasn't reached the red zone yet this season. Um, I'm just waiting for that big Godwin game. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna come. I think it, it's gonna come uh, against the Detroit Lions. I think that's another um, game that people are kind of sleeping out a little bit with how much offense is gonna be because you know, crap all you want on Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. They've done a really amazing job. <laughs> so yeah. I'm pretty impressed with what they've done this season. I've watched a few of their games and um, the defense is is also incredible. Still, you know, a lot, a lot of holdovers there from from their Super Bowl hopeful teams and. Uh, I just think it's a good team. It's going to be a good game. I'm actually looking forward to watching that game. And um, and Godwin, you know, just getting those red zone targets, I think at some point they got to convert. So 
Uh, I have him in my in my pool here, and he's one of my uh, actually I think he's my second yeah, most expensive wide receiver I've got in my current lineup. So, any thoughts on on that Detroit Lions and uh, Buccaneers game from the air? Um, yeah, I, I'm obviously I'm on Ross St. Brown is a target yeah. hog and is healthy. Um, so even though it's a road matchup and we love to fade golf on the road, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's, I, I'm more into Montgomery from that game. Um, but you know, obviously St. St. Brown is always an option. I think Laporta might miss this week. He showed mm-hmm. up late on the, in the week on the injury report, which is never good. So it might be Brock Wright time. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. But if if he's out, that just, you know, maybe Reynolds gets some more extra run. But yeah, there is a lot of sharp money coming in on the under on this mm. game. So, oh, is there? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, so mm. I, it, it's Disagree interesting. With that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, so you know what? The, sharps, the sharps this week. Against the Sharps. Okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? I take my side. Sharps, whoever hey. it is, the public, you know, I – I take my side, and uh, yeah, I've been pretty successful this season so far. So we'll see see how it works. Gotta out. have your convictions. You got to. Um, I, I'm just a big Lions fan. We all know that. I'm I'm their biggest. Yes. Fan this season, so. uh, <laughs> well, and right. you didn't play golf when he was the GPP winner last week. I know that shame. Oh, oh yeah, shame. I did post about that. That was awful for me. I should have. I should play more golf in general. Just whenever golf's available. Uh, anyways, okay, let's talk about defenses. Let's finish this out here. Um, I'm not low. Tight ends, tight ends, tight ends. Oh, tight ends. My bad. Sorry, I, I, I skipped over. <laughs> Every everyone's oh, listening for the tight end talk, yeah. so we got to get that in. It's gross well, again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and, and let, let me just okay. So you know, Hawkinson at sixty six hundred, most expensive on the site. We already talked mm-hmm. about him. We really don't even need to go into any more depth there. But um, I think obviously cash games, that's fine, right? I think we can agree on that. That he's going to get a whole lot of targets there, and. I don't know. Let, let me ask you this question, though. Would you double up if I have an Osborne or an Addison? Would you double up with Hawkinson or is that going a little bit too overboard uh, on the Vikings? No, uh, I think double stacking is underutilized by the field in general, mm-hmm. especially in single uh, entry. People think, you know, you're, oh, you're putting all your eggs in one basket. Not really. It's certainly viable that Addison could let's say you even Osborne Addison whoever you want to pick out of those two could could go you know five for 80 in a score and at their price tag you know that's that's good and then Hawkinson goes eight for 80 and two scores or something like that if if you think Kirk's gonna have a great game he's going to be bringing probably more than one pass catcher with him um so i think that's certainly viable yeah uh and i think you could stack those guys uh against the bears i mean look both those teams are one and four also so mm-hmm. i wouldn't put it past the vikings if they start putting it on the bears early they just keep piling it on and i really can't hold that against them even as a bears fan because it's going to feel good if, if that's what happens so um i could see that being the case and, and you would we would win big if you had a, a you know maybe a kirk cousins and osborne and a uh, hawkinson stack i mean that would be really nice for you so um i am not going with uh, with Hawkinson, I am spending down a little bit here. Um, one guy I like that's a little cheaper is Logan Thomas uh, yeah. on the Commanders against the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, um, just been getting tons of targets every single week. I, I've been on this guy's overs, been winning money on that. I've been watching yeah. um, some of his highlights, some of his plays there. I've been watching 
too much Commanders, but um, <laughs> but I have been watching uh, what, what Logan Thomas has been doing, at least uh, in the box score and, and in the highlights. So uh, I like what he's doing out there. He's gotten, let's see, um, eight or more targets. I mean, it's 11-3-3-8 is his targets um, for each of the uh, four weeks that he's played. He obviously missed that one week with a concussion. Yeah. So, um, But 21.7 you know, points last week. It, it doesn't really feel like chasing, though, because – um, you know, he, I mean, Ertz is more expensive than him now. So he's like, he's like my Ertz now. It's like, you know, he's yeah. getting the targets. <laughs> is he going to score? Is it going to be a big, big, I don't know, but I think the floor there is relatively safe. So, um, yeah, so that's I awesome. agree. Yeah. He's, he was who I was going to highlight in that mm-hmm. range as well. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Ertz comp it's, it's pretty similar, except he can actually do do more yeah, he's a, he's a little ball bit in his yeah. hands it's, he's it's a, not yeah. just going to be seven catches for That's 40 true. yards That's true. um That's so and and Atlanta is a they funnel uh targets to the tight end pretty often so it's it's a good matchup on his point it's just a matter of whether Sam Howell's on his on his ass 12 <laughs> times again um they just Could can't be. block for him yeah. Uh, you know, you mentioned Ertz. He's $100 more. He's once again an option. He's <laughs> pretty safe if you want to go there. It's not much upside, but, you know, I wouldn't condemn you for doing that in cash. And then the Atlanta guys, you know, um, yeah, they priced Janu up to 34 but he continues to mm-hmm. have a big role in this offense. And Kyle, we saw the Kyle Pitts game last yeah. week. So. Finally! Woo! If you're so a much of truther and you think this is his, you know, his coming out party and Ritter is viable against Washington's defense that just got embarrassed by Justin Fields and company last week, um, 3,500 isn't insane for him. Uh, that's really about it. Like, I'll throw one more guy out there and <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's from the Chicago and, and uh, oh. Minnesota game. No, Cole Komet though, 4,600. Yeah. I think, um, you know, no chase Claypool. Um, Bears are kind of, I don't know what they're going to do with their wide receiver room. I mean, outside of DJ Moore, it's just, it hasn't been. I mean, Darnell Mooney has been fine. He's he's fine, but, you know, they just don't really have um, mm-hmm. a lot of answers there. I don't think, you know, just no, no clear you know, number one, number two, uh, there's really just number one. And and I think Cole Komet has kind of emerged a little bit in the last couple of weeks as that yeah. target earner. Um, let's see, he saw nine and five targets last two weeks, but um, obviously it's the touchdown catches that we're mainly looking at, have, looking at here, two and one um, in the last two weeks, so three in total in the last two weeks. So, um, you know, love where he's getting the targets from, uh, love the amount of targets he's been seeing, um, you know, even in the first couple of weeks, he still had the, the targets, just not necessarily the touchdowns. So I think at 4,600, he seems like a safe kind of mid-range guy to me. Um, and there's upside there, too, I think, especially if you're, you know, game scripting this to be a high-scoring affair between the Bears and the, and the uh, Vikings. So I'd pro- if, if I was playing Komet, I'd play him either with Fields or as a yeah. back in my cousin's stacks. I probably wouldn't do him as a one-off. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, he's certainly viable. Engram at 4,500 is, you know, he's projecting as the highest owned guy that I have right now. Hmm, Um, Interesting. And, you know, it's just the nature of of the position this week. He's, (laughs) you know, uh, he's probably a little too cheap for him, uh, given his role in offense, especially with no Zay Jones. Uh, Probably not 
for cash for me, just I don't like spending that range for like I either want to spend up and get a Kelsey or drop down and just punt it off with Logan Thomas and hope for yeah. the best. So Yeah, now that everyone's gone to sleep because of the tight end segment, uh let's wake you guys up yeah. and let you know. <laughs> Uh, I just want to go ahead and just extra shout out um, all the great work that all the NBA team has done on the draft guide this season. And, um, you know, we just dropped the, the B-150, should be available for everyone very soon. And uh, projections are up on the site. And um, these guys just continue to crush it, man. Just continue to add uh, pieces of content that I had not even thought about before. Or, um, you know, they pitch me ideas. And I tell them just, just, you know, how to make it a little bit better. So um, if you don't have that NBA draft guide, the NBA Fantasy Pass is Still just $6 a month. We also have the, have the all-sport pass, which includes uh, football, obviously, and baseball as well. And that's only $8 a month. It went up in price, and it's going to go up again. So you should grab that now uh, at sportsethos.com. And, uh, you know, we do we do game, game recaps for every single game, Mike. It's just like, you know, there there's a lot going on behind that paywall that is really worth it for these people. So uh, really a cheap price out there. You guys should go grab it. Uh, but let's talk about defenses. Um, I'll let you lead here since I just babbled away about you know everything. Uh, who, do you, who do you like on the defensive end here? I mean, I would love to find a way to get up to the 49ers. Obviously, we have PJ Walker time yeah. uh, with with no Deshaun Watson. We saw how discombobulated Cleveland was on the offensive side of the ball with no Deshaun Watson last time around. Um, you know. I had high hopes for DTR. That didn't work out. And San Francisco's defense is certainly another class than this, where the Baltimore Ravens are currently. So, yeah, I mean, it's I would I would love to get up there, but I'm probably <laughs> not going to. Um, yeah. I might, I might, I I'm going back and forth about it right now. And I've been going back and forth about it for all day. So, um, some other options though, if you're spending down, I don't hate, like if you're betting against, Hey, you know, Chicago, they've looked and this kind of goes against, you're not going to go this way based on what you said earlier, but (laughs) you, you, you could go Vikings. It's like, it wasn't all that long ago we were wondering whether Justin Fields is yeah, even going to play terrible. the rest of the season, <laughs> right? Like, And then get well, matchups against Denver and yeah. Washington. Now, yeah. Minnesota's defense isn't good. It's probably just as bad as those other two, but... Yeah. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, like, yeah. let, let me just be clear. You know, I don't... Like I said, if the, <laughs> if the Vikings get up early and just decide to layer it on, uh, I get it, and I could see that absolutely happening because, like you said, the Bears... Uh, have been let down. You know, the last two weeks have been nice from the offensive end, but um, but what's encouraging is that the way they've been using Justin Fields, which is you know more sure. in line with with what his skill set is. They've given not given up, but I don't know, put it on the back burner of of trying to make him a strict pocket passer. I don't know what you know what they're trying to prove there, um, but they did, and he he can't do it. So let's move on with our lives, and um, you know, as long as I can get Justin Fields into opportunities where he can succeed i trust his athleticism he is really a, a fantastic athlete i'm not the biggest justin fields fan out there 
Um, but man, it is a pleasure to watch him play football. I will tell you that it's, it's definitely exciting. Um, you know, on the level of some of these other guys, I mean, Mahomes is more exciting, I'm sure, but, and I do enjoy watching Mahomes play, but, uh, but it's that same kind of excitement you get when you watch foot field. So as long as the bears can continue to do that, but that's all to speak against what you were saying though. I still think, you know, like you said, it could definitely happen. Um, one of the, and, and I'm seeing the defenses here are not. I'm not loving any of them. I'm really not. I think you said, like you said, 49ers, if you can get up to them, I mean, that's just cake, right? They they, they go against the Cleveland Browns without their starting QB. Uh, you know, 4,000. I've got a defense of 2,900. I'm trying to get there. But um, the defense I do have right now is the Texans against the uh, Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, not Makes su- sense. Yeah, I'm not not super sold that that's going to what I'm going to end up with. But um but I do think that the Saints are struggling to, to score points right now. And I'm still wondering about Derek Carr and, and that shoulder and seeing if he's, you know, 100% healthy. I, I just don't know. Um, Houston's get I think, a little bit underrated at this point on the defensive side because they are getting healthier now. They were dealing with some really bad injuries. So um, so I do like Houston at 2,900. But like you said, I think I'm going to try to find a way to get up to 49ers. I think I really have to. <laughs> but what, what are some other thoughts on defense? <laughs> um. In that same round uh, range, I think the Lions are mm. something that you could play. You know, Baker's been serviceable so far for sure, but do we trust him to do that for 17 games in uh, what could be a slower game environment than people expect? You know, we, we at 2,700, you know, Detroit's been pretty – pretty stout on defense so yeah, far yeah. this year. So a lot of sack potential there, uh, which is always what we're looking for. Speaking yeah. of sack potential, I just mentioned it a couple minutes ago with how much how uh, likes to get sacked. He <laughs> still leads the league by, I think he's on pace for the most sacked quarterback of all time. If, if it keeps up over 17 games. So Atlanta it's pricey at 3,600. But you could you could do a lot worse at that. Um, and then if you wanted to, and it's something I'm, compl- I'm contemplating for cash, to just completely punt off the position mm-hmm. is the Browns at 2,200. That's too cheap for how good their defense yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking at them every week. Let me make my case. Go ahead. ahead. All right. Um, It's not even, and this might come back to sound stupid later, but (laughs) it's not even the San Francisco offense that gives me as much pause. Obviously, they're Mm. awesome, right? But it's in Cleveland. It's maybe some crappy weather. Mm. uh, Looking at the forecast, some rain. We get some wind possibility coming in. Um, it's more so I, I would feel better about the play if Deshaun Watson was starting. Mm-hmm. They just might get so many turnovers. San Francisco's defense might just get so many and set them up in the red zone that Cleveland's defense doesn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what they what we saw against Baltimore when DTR was starting. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, even last week when I believe the Giants were the cheapest defense on the slate. You know, defense is so random. They got a pick six and they ended up with, I think it was 10 and a half DraftKings points. Yeah. Got smashed still, but you survived. 
if if you were <laughs> a brave enough soul to click on it. Um, so, and I think you know the Browns are a clearly a more talented defense than mm. what the Giants are. So, mm. uh, I don't think it's the craziest idea in the world. No, I I mean I don't think it's insane. I what I I did look at it and I was like, hmm, that would be an interesting contrarian play because you know no one's gonna I don't think anyone's gonna have them. Twenty two hundred, even though it's super cheap, I just think um, you might as well spend up, you know, a couple hundred, five hundred, six hundred, you know, to get to the Lions or, or the Patriots even against the Raiders. Um, that, that's another one that kind of jumps out to me a little bit there. I know they haven't been great this season, but the Raiders have also been pretty bad on offense. So, uh, yeah. you know, and, and their their line can't block for Garoppolo either. So, you know, wh- what do we got there? You know, but um, I just think it's going to be so low on. But I do think the Browns with Miles Garrett, I mean, they're just they're, they're so good. Um, I've actually got them in my, my home league. Um, and I love playing them every week because they're just, they have the potential to put up some really big uh, gaudy numbers. So, uh, yeah, they can create turnovers. I think, uh, you know, Purdy's not immune to, to throwing the ball over, uh, McCaffrey fumbled, I think it was last week even. So, um, you know, could be a play. Um, I, I wouldn't rule it out. So, uh, all right, let's go ahead and end this out though. I mean, I think we already know, we already talked about my game of the week, Minnesota Vikings, Chicago bears. I want to see it. I'm going to be watching it. I love when the Vikings place the Bears anyways. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt because that's just <laughs> – I love the most – the people I love watching football with the most are Vikings fans because they they hate their team and we hate our team. So we can each hate yeah. our own teams uh, and uh, and be by each other. And then whoever wins can kind of rub in the other's face. But no one really cares because we both still suck anyway. So there you go. Um, but, yeah. yeah but, uh, no, I, I love these th- this game here. And I think um, – uh, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I do think, you know, there's plenty of guys here on DFS that are just priced a little bit too too cheap for me in this one. So um, so I like this one a whole lot. Um, you know, KJ Osborne, uh, Jordan Addison, uh, are probably my top guys in that uh, one, but Hawkinson's in there as well. Uh, if you can play some Kirk Cousins, I think you can play some Justin Fields uh, in tournaments. So uh, lots of, uh, you know, uh, abilities here. I, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like there might be another – there's been rain Every day. I think it's going to dry up, though, because I'm in the Chicago area, obviously. I think it's going to dry up, though, um, probably like midday tomorrow. So I really don't think it's going to be as bad as the forecast is saying. So I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to it's supposed to be about midday tomorrow. It's supposed to really we were going to get rain for another day after that. But um, but I think, you know, recently it's, it's kind of cleared up. So uh, I think it's going to be a little bit better um, weather than it says right now. So uh, what's a game you're, you're eyeing there, Mike? Um, I think from a interesting point of view i think the seattle cincinnati game is a pretty good matchup hopefully gino actually does go i i think i read something that it's not a a lock that he is no pun intended that he is (laughs) uh gonna be playing this week uh if you're into the revenge narrative you get the double revenge of garoppolo and jacoby myers going against new england but uh, that's not a game i'm hopefully going to be watching much of at all, but I I think uh, Cardinals and Rams have a potential Mm -hmm. to, to be a tournament winner for some people. You got a lot, a lot of explosive options on offense and even the Cardinals have shown to be viable on offense with Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz, DiMarcado. We talked about Josh Dobbs hasn't been absolutely terrible and, you know, cup, went right back to doing what he does. Nakua carved out a role for himself. Tutu Atwell is a very capable wide receiver three. Kyron Williams, Stafford's looked pretty good so far this year. So 
there could be some offense in that game. Yeah. So those are some games to watch there. And we've given you kind of our favorite plays right now. Again, this is early, so it's Friday night. Uh, things are sure to change. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. But uh, do get that DFS pass and come join us so we can go ahead and walk you through what we're thinking as injury news gets updated. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at EthosKeith. And Mike, where can people find you and your work, my friend? I am on Twitter at MLFM10, and I post some thoughts on there throughout the week. I'm active in that Discord that we have at Sports Ethos that Keith mentioned with that DFS pass. We talk showdown slates. We talk roster construction ideas um, in there Sunday morning, answering questions if you got any. So come be a part of it. Yep, absolutely. Come join us, guys. Mike um, has been winning people money hand over fist in the PGA also, so be on the lookout for, for all that content as well. He's an incredible mind here. We are lucky to have him at Sports Ethos, so uh, give my guy a follow and, uh, and join up. Yeah. Uh, until next time, everybody, hey, go get that money. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.